Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downside, episode 214. Today we're here with Evan Beckman of Throttle. What's up, Frank? Thank you for having me on here. Thanks for having me, bro. It's been a long time. <laughs> it actually. has. We've been talking man. about this for a long time. <laughs> Same thing that TJ said, man. I just know that we're all busy, dude. You yeah. know, and that's why I appreciate when uh, I'm able to get this this window with you guys. Just chop it up, man. I love it. And uh, the biggest thing is to to show who you guys are, your past, and or who you are, your past, and how you got to where you're at now. Because from everything on YouTube everybody can see what's going on at throttle you go to throttle you watch what you're doing you know watch the cars that you guys are building the giveaways and things like that but yep. once the cameras are off that's, that's when the real work starts <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean it is true it's it's one of those things that i think uh you don't really know like the youtube side of our business is probably i don't know 25 percent, 20 percent of my time let's say mm. um you know there's a lot more that happens behind the scenes i think that than a lot of people think yeah and then you know youtube's a grind yeah definitely um and it's a lot of uh, a lot of research and stuff goes into what types of videos to make uh what types of titles and thumbnails and how important all that stuff is mm. too so um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more, I think, than like if you were to go on the channel and see, oh, they're building a 335i. Well, it's like, okay, well, how did we get the parts and who's the the shop that's doing this? And, you know, what's the timeline look like and what is, you know, all yeah. that. So there's a lot that a lot goes into it for sure. Yeah. Uh, you guys are close to the big mark, bro. One, One million. million. One million, dude. It's it, hard dude. to believe. Go I subscribe remember. now, guys. Hey, <laughs> link, link in the description. Link in the description. <laughs> I remember when we were at 2,000 subscribers. Oh I, I don't remember like the first like maybe 500 or 1,000. If you're watching this, please comment below. That would be super <laughs> yeah. rad. But I remember, so for me, like when I, we were just getting started, I couldn't get Mickey in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. He did not like it. And even other people like in the business were like, man, this seems like a lot of time to spend when you have 50 people watching or 100 people watching. Yeah. And um, I was hanging out with TJ and Dustin and Evan Shanks a lot and really like I could see that there was a future but it was gonna be a long grind to get there. So then I grew a mustache. Oh. <laughs> and I called it Stash for Subs. And I basically, I, I made like a pledge publicly and I said, you guys hate this mustache. My wife was so mad, <laughs> um, she's like, you know, you need to shave that immediately. I was like, no, we're not going to shave it until we hit 5,000 subscribers. So I don't know if it incentivized people. Some people thought it was a joke and they're like, I'm not going to subscribe. So you just have this mustache forever. But ultimately, um, you know, we kept making videos and it actually did work. Yeah, it did work. And I shaved it like live in the video or whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's something as stupid as that. But, um, you know, that's all it takes is like these little moments of like, uh, enrolling people in the vision yeah. of something and you know I've kind of tried to carry that through like you know setting goals and milestones and and just executing and pushing and I think the last I checked we've made like 750 videos maybe something oh, like wow. that in in under three years and oh we God. just crossed a hundred and hundred uh, million channel views so it's a lot i mean you think about that it's so many people yeah it's like unbelievable to kind of fathom um and yeah almost a million subscribers now nine hundred and twenty thousand. very so cool years. bro so that's why i'm growing a man bun out uh. for, the, for the million <laughs> for the million yeah 
I got 80K to go, though, so it, that could take a little while. <laughs> yeah. I, I could definitely relate to the grind, bro. Yeah. We're, we're on it right you now. You guys are killing it. Thank you, brother. You keep, I appreciate keep it, going. Man. You got a lot going on, but I'm watching. Thank you so much, supporting. man. You know, I, I just got to not focus on the numbers and focus on the content. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially with the podcast, like this content is never going to expire. You know, it's always there. It's always going to be there. And people are always going to want to know about you or about Mickey, you know, and they only get so much from the the, the show itself. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, I like this type of type of format because we really do get to explain things more, yeah. more than just like, oh, here's this cool car that we're building and, you know, whatever, like this is really the, the story behind it. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I think that's the biggest thing. What you just said is like, this stuff lives forever and like, I know you've, you've now met 214 different hosts, right? <laughs> yeah. For the most part, maybe <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah, duplicates, yeah. but like, you know, the story is how things are happening. Like the background of like why people are making certain decisions and going certain ways with things. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned is that, um, is that, uh, you know, you, you keep going and if you hit a wall of something or if you're, you're seeing something that's not working, you're saying not, not focusing on the numbers. I agree, but I also disagree because you you got to focus on what what is working mm -hmm. and don't waste your time with the stuff that's not working. Gotcha. Because right? your time is the most valuable. Thing, gotcha. Right? Gotcha. But that would be my that's just my two cents about it. But like you can see certain things are working or certain things that you enjoy that like you're getting more than just numbers back, right? Um, those focus on that because that's what's going to make you happy at the end of the day. Yeah, I think with the uh, with the podcast here, I'm a little more stubborn on it than I am with maybe like the the vlogs that we're mm -hmm. starting to do. The vlogs, I want to just see how that's working. You know, they like this, they didn't like this, they sure. want more car stuff, yep. they want more fun or what have you. You know, but the podcast is it's kind of like my own thing right now, which it's probably not the smartest thing if I'm trying to grow it, but. I want it to grow organically sure. because you know, as well as anybody, we can get tracked down some sort of lane where you're just like, okay, well, this is getting me views. Let's go down this way. And then you end up somewhere and you're like, fuck, I don't even want to be here, dude. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. I mean that, yeah, that can be the demise too, right? Like you don't want to change the, you know, you have a very clear vision, I think from what I've watched and listened uh, of, you know, the style of people, like the story, right? Telling yeah. the storyline. Um, and you don't want to ever stray away from that because that's what makes this so good. But, um, but I would say just like, be mindful, be mindful and, and review the data. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours a week I spend just reviewing other creators, titles, thumbnails, the performance, the growth mm -hmm. of probably 60, 70 different people that I envy and yeah. I, you know, aspire to be like, and like taking bits and pieces from different channels or podcasts or whatever that you're like, oh, well, maybe that's a cool thing that I should try yeah. and like try it. Um, you know, it can be as simple as like for us, like a camera trick that we just picked up where uh, the other day we were, we were making a video and I was vlogging it and I had a cameraman uh, following me with the camera and at one point he took the camera out of my hands and I stopped walking. So it looked like the camera was just floating. Oh, wow. So like, it was like this trippy thing where like maybe 60% of people, 70% of people didn't even notice. But like for those people that I saw comment about it, they're like, whoa, that was super cool. Yeah. And like, in my opinion, there's certain little key elements like that that will make someone be like, subscribe. Yeah. Because you're like, dang, that was kind of cool or like kind of ah. trippy. Like it doesn't have to be like a shift. It can be as simple as something like that. 
got you the fine details, details. of it dude i love it man mm -hmm. so there's so much production that it looks like it goes into the show how long does it usually take to cook up an episode um i would say from a work perspective of like mickey and ricky hard work in the garage usually it's like maybe two to three days okay of, so you're talking two people a day at 16 hours or 30 hours of work let's say mm -hmm. to make one youtube episode and then at least probably about eight hours to 16 hours of editing wow yeah that long for editing yeah oh my goodness That's yeah dope, i mean though. we it, it's dope is it's not every video so like we wouldn't have capacity to do that for every single video there's yeah. certain videos that maybe are different styles and stuff like that but like if we're talking about like one of our like bread and butter, like really cool install videos. We really try to go the extra mile. Yeah, very cool, as, man. As cool as we can. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really what I'm into. You know, like the, the all of this production, filming. You know, the story, like everything. Like I'm so into that, dude. If I had a chance to just okay, downstairs taken care of. What am I gonna do, mm -hmm. dude? Shoot me in front of the computer and give me some stuff to edit, dude. Like, yeah, you I like want, editing? Oh, bro, I love it so it's much. Good. A lot man. of people don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, dude. It just it brings out the creativity and, you know, you get from iMovie on the phone to the computer, like, whoa, you could do this. Mm -hmm. And then you get Final Cut. And like, oh, my God, this is so different. It's crazy. Like, if you have a clip, right, and you sent it to 10 different people, how different you could uh, make that same, like, segment or video just by editing, right? Yeah. Oh, so, definitely. So, like, it's all, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's like a really interesting marriage between whoever's recording let's say mickey or ricky in that sense and then victor who's editing mm. and like how that the storyline starts with them and then victor the editor you know basically creates this whole thing or persona yeah. or memes or jokes or suspense or or, or whatever about it yeah um, i love that part man we actually just hired a full-time vlogger at downstar hey so we're on the monday through friday schedule i would like hey. to do seven days a week but it's at least That's seven it's crazy it's seven uploads because five for the week and then two for the podcast wow. every monday and thursday that's so, gnarly, dude. Yeah, man. We, we I, I'm trying, dude. Yeah, that's it's, great. I, I think right now it's at the point where it's still manageable. Mm -hmm. Everything is still manageable. So we're able to, you know, check out these other ventures and see if maybe if we focus a little on vlogging, maybe our supporters will like that, you know? See what comes out of it, right? Yeah, you definitely. Know, is the juice worth the squeeze? And if it's not, like, shift a little bit, pivot a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't have to, like, reinvent the wheel. I, I mean, dude, creating content is the way to go. Yeah. And I, I don't know if there's any business owners that are watching this that don't focus a lot on social media, please do. Well, let's talk about that, man. Yeah. Um, you're 32? 32. 32. I'm 35. We're about the same, uh, same demographic. So guys that are usually our age wouldn't be in this space. So how did you recognize that this was something that you wanted to build on and how did you jump in with the younger guys and, and kind of not listen to the older guys and like, hey, what are you guys doing with that stupid camera, you know? <laughs> Dude, it, it happened out of necessity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little story time here yeah. real quick. The beginning of Throttle. So um, me, Rick, our other co-founder, Errol, who you don't know, who's like tech on the tech side gotcha, of the website gotcha, development. Gotcha. Um, we were kind of thinking, okay, well, how do we get into this industry? Uh, I worked at HRE, but that was my only like into the auto industry. We're all car enthusiasts, but no one had really ever worked anywhere. Did you and so, Mickey work together? Yes. Yeah, so that's you. where I met Mickey. Okay, cool, Was cool, at cool. HRE. 
So he had left HRE and I ended up leaving, I don't know, maybe a year later or something like that. And we were kind of like, okay, well, we're starting this project. We had like a concept, like who do we know in the industry that knows everyone? Boom, Mickey mm -hmm. immediately popped mm -hmm. to my mind. And Mickey was the first person that we brought in to the project. Gotcha. And that was when we had nothing. So when we first started out, it was like, I don't know, I felt like I just, everyone had just kind of started out really pushing on Instagram and all that. And we started like trying to get the name out there and we're like, oh, how do we get the name out? Oh, let's pay for shout outs from big Instagram accounts. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, you pay X amount of dollars and you get a shout out. And we, at that time, we were trying to get people onto our classifieds platform. So people would make listings and sell their car parts or their cars on there. And we started doing that more and it did work really well, but we started spending a lot of money and we're like, well, we're not making any money. How, how much longer can we continue to spend money? Mm -hmm. So that in my mind was like, oh man, we want influence. We want to be able to get people to sign up or to make a listing or to do whatever, but we can't afford to pay for it. So what's the next thing? We need to become an influencer mm -hmm. ourselves. That was like the turning point. We're like, okay, we're not going to pay for any more shout outs. Mm -hmm. We're going to take that money that we were going to spend or whatever and invest it into creating our own content and doing our own thing. And then, you know, we got introduced to TJ pretty early on and we had a phone call with him, a Skype or video call. This must have been four years ago. Okay. A long time ago. I think he had about 100,000 subscribers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And we had a phone call with him. We're like, we were so amped up. We're like, hey, we have this really awesome idea and this classifieds platform and it's got, you know, 50,000 members on it and so many people are, you know, buying and selling. Do you want to get involved? And would you be interested in working with us? And he, he looked at it and I remember, I remember watching him on the video chat and he was like, he liked the idea, but he thought we were too early. Like mm. it was just not good enough. And he, it, it was it was funny because I remember getting off the phone call and Mickey's like, we're never going to work with, with TJ. <laughs> he, he, he didn't. And then, you know, it, it's funny because, um, you know, fast forward, like only like six months, we started, I started hanging out with TJ and helping him with his car project. Mm. And then Mickey started coming over. And then, you know, then the whole team seemed like everyone was like, over in the shop right over there helping on car projects and everyone really was like oh now now we get it like he is cool he yeah. just didn't really he wasn't able to see our vision because it, it just wasn't executed at that time and he was really tj was really one of the biggest proponents for us to be like you need to be creating content mm. don't pay for shout outs don't do all that like double down on content and that's when i picked up the vlog camera for the first time i'd never edited anything and he's basically like vlog you see me doing it all the time just start mm -hmm. and i think that was the turning point where i was like man this is gonna suck it, at the beginning i mean it was really hard i remember i would film i would go home and edit and it would take me like 8 10 15 hours to edit like a five minute video oh wow and then i went on a trip with with tj and uh calvin and evan shanks and these guys would film and edit within like an hour or two hours and their video was done and I was up to like 4 a.m. editing and my video still sucked. Were you just like, overthinking it? Yeah, part of, part of it overthinking it or just like trying to learn how to use the software or like, yeah, really just like in my head on how, and the more I did it, the faster I became. So like, I, I don't regret going through that, but like you have to make a hundred shitty videos to start 
making halfway decent ones and yeah. then the more you do it um the easier it becomes all right, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the episode. We got to take a quick break for our sponsor, Heeltoe Auto. An important part in buying Honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the right parts reliably. You spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time researching your build. The last thing that you want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again or worse yet, never see the parts. With Heeltoe Automotive, an 18-year history and track record is part of the deal. Heeltoe brings you deep industry connections, professional part recommendations, alternative ideas when your parts aren't available and they'll even contact you when something out of the ordinary looks on your order before it even ships. Heeltoe's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure that you get them in time for your project plans so you don't have to call Heeltoe and say hey man I got to get this motor done this weekend it's Thursday can you get me these parts I need it now I ordered it already and you're holding up the bill like bro you need to let us know first when you need these parts and that's really unique that Hilltoe offers that and it helps out a lot you can buy parts anywhere online but Hilltoe knows what truly matters to an enthusiast professionalism swiftness and accuracy Hilltoe is in your corner guys please please make sure you check out heeltoeauto.com or you can call or text them at 949-295-1668 please just shoot them a text right now and tell them thank you for supporting the downtime with downstar podcast 949-295-1668 back to the show yeah it seems like a lot of people uh, that want to get into the content space they want to sub everything out you know I, i need somebody to edit this i need this i'm like like yeah but now you're in the mercy of them what if something happens to them and they can't do it they gotta go to work or what have you you know so i've always been the kind of person that look i want to know how this works what 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 do i have to do let me just watch you just in case something happens yeah and dude ever since i've been editing i just fell in love with it man and now now that you are now taking the next step to hire someone you know what you want exactly and i think that that's so important when you're creating content especially at the beginning like you know i didn't i tried to uh, take my vision of how i want the channel to be and train the new people that you're hiring to kind of carry the torch. Everyone has their own ideas, their own styles, and I I love that. But like the methodology for creating the content, um, in my opinion, has been very consistent over the past four years. The storyline and, and how we're doing it. So like I I envision that you know however you have your idea of like this is the downtime uh, mm-hmm. downstar. Uh, I don't know what do you call the YouTube channel? just downstar downstar this is the downstar YouTube channel this is the formula that I have in my head and you're gonna convey that to this new guy and say hey this is what I want you to carry the torch for me yeah right and you know work together on making something that's awesome right and fun yeah no definitely man and, and I totally agree with you on that like I hired the guy and I'm trying to show him because he was already doing kind of his own thing so he was yeah. familiar yep. with the software that's yep. all I needed yeah but then now I have to get him, look, get in my brain. Exactly. This is yeah. what it is. Exactly. That's you know? yeah. And then I want it to be as authentic as possible because that is why people mess with us mm-hmm. at Downstars. Because what it represents, you know, just taking something and making it or taking nothing and making it something, you know, just living by the rules that you want to live with in life, you know, and that's what I want to promote, especially on the podcast too. Yeah. You know, like you don't have, if you want to go to college and get a career and go do something, dude, do it but if that's not what you want to do don't do it go do whatever you want to do and you can listen to 214 episodes of people who've done what they wanted to do and you find so many parallels in between that so we're just showing this 
our life, how we're doing it, and hopefully inspiring somebody to go do it for themselves. I love it, dude. That's it's, the plan, man. Because it's hard, but it's, it, you know, it's, uh, I look back, especially now, like I look back and I'm like, man, like we struggled a lot and we can continue to struggle. But, um, you know, there were some dark times where we're like, man, I don't know if we can keep going. Yeah. We can't, we don't know if, you know, on the, the content side, it just wasn't working. Like you'll, you'll experience like lulls and, and may, you know, really high highs and low lows. I had lat, was it last year at SEMA? We had two videos that like somehow blew up and the YouTube numbers that I was like showing on my phone, you know how it shows you the last 48 hours mm -hmm. or whatever. It was showing like 2.4 million views in 48 hours. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God, like this is out of control. I think we gained like 100,000 subscribers oh, in like two weeks wow. or something. No way. Yeah, it was like three to 4,000 subscribers a day. Oh my God. And we're God. like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And then you never know, three, four months later, like you're doing the same thing and it's just not working. So there's, there's a lot of that, but I think, you know, and I think I, you can tell cause you've done 214 of these, like you got to keep going, yeah. keep your head down. And if, when it's bad, you keep your head down when it's good, you keep your head down and you just keep working. Right? Yeah, dude, you know, it, it even takes me to today. You know, we set this podcast up maybe a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and I'm in the process of moving as well. And we have to be out of the house on Sunday and today. Sunday? Yeah. And today's <laughs> Tuesday. But I hustled all I could during during the weekend because I knew I need to take this day off to go do this because this is going to be my re relaxing day. You know, talk to some of the Love boys, it. have a combo, you know, just remember why I do this in the first, why, why I do everything mm -hmm. in the first place. And, and, and it's, it's rejuvenating, man. It's exciting. And it, now it's cool. I mean, I don't oftentimes, I don't get time to sit down yeah. and just have a real genuine conversation about, you know, what we've gone through. I mean, it's uh good reflection a lot of people don't man yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that that's why i see that the podcasts have so much value in this space because there's people that we know we know them oh yeah dude he's been around for 20 years i'm like oh do you know his kid oh i didn't even know he had a kid like <laughs> what do you know about this dude well he mm -hmm. makes he makes cool parts yeah. and when i hit him up he gets them to me I'm like yeah you don't really don't There's know this person yep. but then when you sit down and talk to him and they're telling you how they they beat this or they did this or what happened they were homeless or what have you you're like wow dude it puts mm -hmm. everything into more of a perspective and even if that person isn't doing you know the same as you more than you the level of whatever you would even want to call it you see where they've come from and it's like whoa bro you've you've skyrocketed way past me because where i started wasn't even right there Crazy. you know and it, it's beautiful to have these combos love it love it so um Let's take it back to the beginning, man. Um, where were you born at? Upstate New York, Rochester, New York. No oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. New York. Grew up in New York. Uh, got into cars right around the original Fast and the Furious. Rick, my older brother, had uh, Acura Integra. Um, and then I got a fourth gen Prelude VTEC. Hell yeah. Nitrous, stripped the interior, all just made it like the worst daily driver. <laughs> Um, but it was fun. We used to go to the track every week pretty much and uh, In New York like you wash a car and then the next day it's dirty already or, or whatever and uh, You know after college went to college in New York for engineering uh -huh. And then two weeks after graduation drove to San Diego and been here for over 10 years Wow, dude. So yeah. what was it like growing up out there? Uh, it was great. I mean way different 
Mm-hmm. Um, the car scene was terrible. I, I remember coming out here to visit and I'm like, oh my God, this is real. Like, yeah. you know, we had only seen, I'd only seen it in the movies and all that. And, um, you know, back home, like you may see a modified car like once a day, let's say. Mm-hmm. And out here it's, you know, every fifth car right? yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is something done to it. So I knew this is a place where I wanted to be. So When did you realize that you were into cars like that? As soon as Rick was 16, mm. I remember, uh, yeah, I remember helping him with his projects. He had a H22 Integra and he had a Turbo Integra. Um, and we, we started in the Honda scene and really that's kind of how Throttle originally was born because we were trying to figure out how to buy parts for our cars. Mm-hmm. So what we would do is we'd buy parts on Honda Tech and sell them on Craigslist or buy parts on eBay Motors and sell them on, you know, IntegraTuning.net, all mm-hmm. the forums, right? And, you know, we, it won't, we'd be buying whole, like big wholesale lots and, you know, parts bins full of stuff and then parting them out individually. And that's what funded all of our projects. So that's really how Throttle started in the first place was a tool for us to buy and sell parts faster. Yeah. So that you know the original Throttle, what it was, was basically was a search engine for all of the auto forum classifieds. So you could go on there and you could type whatever, you know, B18C distributor, and it would search 250 forums mm-hmm. for the classifieds and then it would find them. So we we did that for a long time and then we kept getting questions like, hey, I can't find a used distributor, as an example, but do you guys sell new ones? Or I can't find a used exhaust, or I'm just looking for a new exhaust. Do you guys sell new parts? Do you sell new parts? Do you sell new parts? Do you sell new parts? And it became so overwhelming that we, when we went to SEMA a couple years ago, that's how the parts business was born. We got signed up with all these distributors. Yeah. And, and um, you know, fast forward to now is, you know, we are, uh, we're, we're moving a lot of parts. And we're, you know, we're helping out a lot of people with their builds, which is crazy. But that's how it all started was conceptually like, hey, how do we build a tool that will make my life easier? Or I'll be able to buy and sell more parts faster. Um, and then, uh, yeah, turned into what it is today. Dude, hell yeah. Yeah. Bro. So Rochester, New York, what made you decide to just drive out to San Diego and put your flag out here? So it's kind of a long story, but essentially my, my dad was a lawyer and he went to Cal Western in San Diego. So we had visited San Diego a couple times growing up and I just thought it was a cool, rad place. And then um, when I was still in college, Rick had just graduated and he's like, hey, I'm going to go out to San Diego and finish. I think he had to finish his degree or something. He had to take one class. So he took a class at UC San Diego. He said, hey, do you want to come out for the summer? Mm. And I spent the summer out here and I'm like, Oh my God, why, why are we dealing with the snow in the winter of upstate New York when we could be out here hanging out on the beach yeah. all the time? And, you know, and that was my first glimpse into the car scene out here. And I remember going out to like, just like, it was like a nightly meet or something. Uh-huh. And I had never seen that many modified cars really? in one place. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is like a weekly thing out here. Yeah. I'm like, we need to be out here. Yeah. So from that moment, like basically I actually applied to a couple different schools. I tried to transfer out here. It didn't end up working out. But as soon as we graduated, I was out here. Did you, uh, were you still into Hondas when you came out here? Yeah, I had an RSX Type S. Nice. Um, and... So back there, rust is a huge, yes. huge issue. So I had my RSX shipped out here, and I remember 
uh, I tried to sell it and I had such a hard time because it didn't have any like real rust like the Honda Cancer that a mm-hmm. lot of you know because it was newer than that it was a 2005 but what it did have was like surface rust on bolts and stuff and I brought oh, it gotcha. people had brought the car to some shops and like they're like don't buy it it's too rusty and uh, so I did have some trouble selling the car um, and then as soon as I sold that car is when I got into BMWs really yeah so how'd you like the uh, RSX yeah, that thing was sick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, K20, great motor. It was just bolt-ons, and, and uh, I think, it, did I have K-Pro? K-Pro, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that car was sick. Um, but now that I'm more into the German stuff, I think at some point I want to get another Honda. Yeah. I, I would love to get either an NSX or just like a DC2 Type R. Hell Those yeah. would be like two cars, and I wouldn't, I don't think I would mess with them too much. Like, I would just clean oem plus type yeah. stuff, but yeah i've always wanted a type r i second that uh type r man yeah that would I, be i'm surprised car. you don't have one to be honest you know what for me being a honda guy i'm not really a honda guy like to nerd <laughs> out on it i like egs yeah. and then i like what i see and i don't like uh, what i don't like sure and that's what it is you know with, with hondas if somebody's a Honda guy, they're like, they know all the chassis codes and they know when this came out and this facelift and this and that. Uh, what well, wasn't really my thing no. of it. You, you know? still have your EG? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have two of them. Two, okay. So I have the uh, the gray one, the, mm-hmm. the heavy in the streets EG with the graffiti. Yep. And then I have the right hand drive. So that's a 92. And uh, that one's under the knife right now. Okay. And uh, hopefully that can, we can start building that on the channel. So I'm excited for that idea so uh yeah i still i still definitely love hondas but seen it all yeah you know i've seen it all <laughs> you've been through it all bro yeah. i've seen it all and i i've done everything that i've wanted to do and there's not that many people that are like pushing the boundaries mm. in the honda community as much as i wish that there would be more of them doing that but uh yeah definitely still have love for it but it's just a certain type of love sure like uh there's certain ones that i like and certain ones that i don't but just like you man i've been getting hit with the bmw bug yeah. dude. so what was your first bmw uh first bmw was a z4 oh shit. <laughs> yeah beamer boy i didn't have it for too long um it was my first car out here uh-huh. uh convertible i was like oh love and life whatever um, and then I got a 135i, gotcha. which is an awesome car if you've never driven one. Mm-hmm. And N54, okay. twin turbo, six-speed manual, freaking tuned, like just basic bolt-ons with the tune and thing was fast. It was really? a lot of fun. And uh, I drove that for maybe a year or two while I worked at HRE. Uh, then I had an E30 okay. BMW convertible. That was fun. Um, and then I got the E36 M3 that's outside. Gotcha. Um, and that thing was a total piece of junk. I bought it for two grand. Nice. Um, had a cracked cylinder head. Um, yeah, pretty rough shape. And that was really, I would say, one of my first like major builds, call uh-huh. it. And basically, Mickey and I built that in my home garage. Right. That's basically right when Throttle started. So gotcha. if you go to the the beginning of Throttle YouTube, you'll see like the build series on the E36. Yeah. And we it started like when we had finished everything like we didn't record anything it was <laughs> it was terrible um yeah the car was more or less done in like one or two episodes um it went from totally stock to like bagged <laughs> and like wrapped and all this stuff wide body um yeah we learned a lot we should have filmed more obviously um but yeah man that was four 
years ago now. Got you. All right, boys, we got to take another break for our sponsor, Action Clutch. One of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch. Without a proper clutch, you won't be able to get that power to the wheels. No one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold their power for more than a few races or spirited drives. That's why it's important to go with a kit that you can count on, and that's why a lot of people choose Action Clutch over the competition. Action Clutch is made here in the USA with parts sourced locally in Los Angeles. Action Clutch has kits from OEM replacements all the way up to 1200 horsepower and can be found everywhere from street cars, drag cars, and even formula drift vehicles. Not only are they made in the USA, but Action Clutch has made a strong focus this year to give back a percentage of sales to their community during these hard times provided impacting families with groceries and other necessities. Big shout out to Action Clutch. That's a huge one, man. Thank you guys for helping out your community. If you guys need anything from them, you contact them with whatever you need and you'll get the family treatment. Check them out at actionclutch.com or on Instagram at actionclutch. You can always shoot them a DM or you can give them a call at 323-269-6051. And if you're about 55 and you don't deal with any of that malarkey, you can also email them at sales at actionclutch.com. Dot com. If you need help choosing a kit, they can get you all taken care of. And I could get you taken care of as well. If you need 15% off, if you want to save a little change, use code DTWD upon checkout to get 15% off. Now back to the show. So now you got a new baby, dude. The M2 competition. Would you get that maybe like a month ago? Yeah, about a month ago. It's freaking awesome. I love it, bro. So and all my other BMWs like have been pretty rough. I had an E46 M3 as well. Um, but this one is like nice. Yeah. It's not as nice as yours, but it's nice. <laughs> Today it is. Yeah. My car is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, I mean, the new cars, they're nice. And yeah. with basic mods, they can be so fast and capable and comfortable. And like, I don't know, I'm older now. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really want to drive around in a, um, you know, completely stripped out car like yeah. I used to. I'm kind of over that. But um, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of people, some people knock, knock them, but mm. I don't think they've driven one. Why is so, that? I don't know. Just pe people hate on everything, right? Yeah. People hate on the internet for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll definitely get to that <laughs> subject. But that, I mean, that's how I was. I, I just, what I seen BMWs was as like just expensive cars, you mm -hmm. know, for whatever lawyer, business person, that's their daily. Okay. That's, that's the only respect I gave BMWs. My wife worked at Rusnak BMW in Thousand Oaks, okay. and um, still her working there, I was never even into them. Hmm. And then I had my RSX, got yeah. rid of my RSX, and I, wa I wanted to get a new daily. I'd never even bought a brand new car, ever. Hmm. And she's like, just come to my work, just check out the M cars, they're, they're really nice. You know, I was like, okay, cool, I'll check it out. Went, checked out, went to the basement, dude. It had an M4 with the light over it dude Dang. with the door open with the light on the ground with yeah. the red interior frozen white and i walked out of there with Sign like two hours later really? dude. yeah <laughs> i said i want that car wow and uh, so you were converted right there uh, dude yeah. ever since then i've been converted you know i spent three years with that car just doing small things to it to uh, like jb4 tune yeah. exhaust lowering it and dude i fell in love it was it a dual clutch or a six speed dual clutch, dual clutch. Yeah. yeah so my only regret with that car is that one i didn't do everything in the first three to six months so i could experience it mm -hmm. for the whole time that i had the car and i i, I should have got a real tune on it instead yeah. of like a jb4 which those are great but the m8 
we got it tuned at Gintani in Van Nuys, and bro, that shit is insane. I you just drove, drove it. it. <laughs> you drove it. That thing is gnarly, dude. It's you fun. You better be man. careful. Yeah. That no, thing is is sick. I am, dude. It's so like very boss feeling mm-hmm. when you drive it. But uh, yeah, I couldn't. That thing is a rocket ship. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's really fast. So I, uh, I'm bit by the BMW bug now. Like I was saying out there, I want to get a E30 M3 red you one. And me both. So hopefully, with with a K swap though. Hey. <laughs> oh my God, you get you get killed if you did that. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I, I'm actually. So I have owned now E36 M3, E46 M3. Uh, E93 M3, which is the M3 convertible. Okay. And then my wife has an F80 M3, and then I have the M2 competition. So I've owned almost every one besides the E30 M3. Gotcha. So someday I will own an E30 M3. Yeah. But I'm actually thinking that I want to try another manufacturer. Mm. Um, I think I've seen it all. So now Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, and I, and I, I love my car, so I'm not doing that anytime soon. But yeah, I would like to kind of get a taste for what else is out there and, and kind of see just so I have some some reference, I guess, if, yeah. if I do like it or if I don't or whatever. I'm just so used to the same thing. So, Do you find that the um, the M2 is close to the uh, the 135? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, and the E46 M3. Gotcha, very gotcha, close, gotcha. I think. Very small um, chassis, very capable. I'm, I'm going to be bringing that out to the track in the next couple of weeks. Very cool. So I did a clear bra in the front. Um, so I don't have to worry about hopefully a lot of rock chips, but, um, yeah, I can't wait to get that thing on the track. Definitely been, it's been asking to go there basically. So you got it a month ago. What are some of the things that you've done to it already? Uh, I've done the Eventuri intakes, uh, army tricks, exhaust, uh, carbon stage one tune, uh, just HRE flow forms, uh, lip kit, and then the, uh, CS hood or the GTS hood. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I love it. Looks great, bro. Thank Definitely you. does. So are you thinking maybe an Audi? You know, I, I had a buddy who had an RS5. I think that would be pretty sick. I mean, at some point, I, have you ever driven a McLaren before? Yes. What did you think? Um, it was the 570. That's, okay. That's it, right? Yeah. 570? Yeah, 570S or the mm. GT? Uh, well, no, just like the regular like, okay. entry-level one. Yeah. It was cool, but... You know what it reminded me of, dude? Was mm. the interior of a Lotus. Mm. Kind of like, it's just really clunky and you feel like a race car. Yeah. But I, me personally, I'm more towards like the M8. Yeah. Carbon, oh, I mean, leather, to, yeah. you know, all that it's kind of stuff. It's very um, basic. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So if you get a chance to drive a 600 LT or a 675 LT or like the some of the higher end stuff, it's it's pretty crazy, but it isn't something that you'd want to drive every day. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to own one. I think that the M2 would be like a better daily, obviously. Um, but maybe, I mean, I you know, TJ's coming in here with some of these, like these, the R8 is so yeah. sick and the Aventador and I'm like, man, like it'd be nice to, to drive one of those around for a little while. So that for me is like, it's like a personal goal yeah. to, to get into something like that um, just so that I can experience that. And maybe I like it. Maybe I don't. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it looks like you guys are going to start working on an R8 pretty soon. Ricky just came up. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky's the first one to step into that realm. And that car is super cool. It's also, I mean, I remember seeing it. What was it? Iron Man, I think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like, you know, 
when Ricky showed up in it, I'm like, man, like that was the goals car yes. like a, a few years ago. And it still is a really awesome car. Um, but I remember when that first came out and I was like, oh my God. And they, they still like, so that's a first gen, I think R8. And like, they just look so exotic. Yeah. But when you get in it, it really is nice and comfortable and it's not like overly crazy. And the six speed manual in that car is so cool. The gated shifter. Yeah. Like it feels like when you shift it, like a bolt action rifle. Really? It's so direct. And like the noise it makes, it sounds like a rifle. You can hear super it. Cool. Guys, if you haven't seen the new video of Throttle, go check it out now. You could actually hear yeah. it when he. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. So tell me about Ricky, man. I like that Dude, guy, bro. Uh, he has Ricky, great energy. Ricky is the man. And, you know, just kind of in general, like the team that we have here is incredible. And the channel would be nothing if it wasn't for everyone coming together. Um, you know, everyone plays their part. I think well, hopefully you can see that Definitely. from here is like, you know, there's no like, there's no one like commanding, you know, like, hey, do this, do this. Like everyone kind of knows what needs to get done and everyone kind of pitches in um, to go above and beyond if like there's certain things that like we really need to get done or stay late or whatever, that's fine. Um, so how did Ricky get here to get back to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mickey met Ricky, man, has to be over two years ago now. And Ricky is the type of guy to literally lend a hand. You need help with any project, he will stay there and he'll stay there until the job is done. And I think that's when when uh, Mickey was building his FD. Mm. And that's kind of, really, I believe that's really where the start was. I mean, Mickey and Ricky probably worked countless nights till one, two in the morning here um, yeah. working on that car. And, you know, even even now, you know, fast forward, Ricky still works equally as, as hard. Ricky also has a another job. Yeah. Here. So um, I think about maybe six months ago, Ricky and his family, they moved a little bit closer, which has definitely been better because he also lived about an hour and a half away. Oh, wow. So he was driving a lot. Now oh, I wow. think it's a little bit better. Um, so yeah, Ricky, Ricky works here, um, not full time, but, mm-hmm. but almost, and, uh, he's really just the, the go-to guy. You need stuff done. Ricky, Ricky's an executor. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's cool. But yeah, me hanging out here today and just seeing how everything works, it, uh, really shows how much, how efficient you guys are, you know, cause even I'm just here and I'll just check my phone and you guys are posting up. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh shit, I didn't even, <laughs> I, I didn't see them like, oh, what am I going to post or anything? But everybody's just doing something. There's, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of different facets. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing the content side of the business, the media side of the business. We also have the performance part side, which is more or less 100% remote now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we have half a dozen guys working on the part side as well, all across the country. Uh, actually, we have some people in Canada too. Helping. Really? Yeah. Um, and then there's like a whole software team too. Like there's a lot of really cool tech that we're doing that like when you place an order, your part is literally on the way within an hour or two sometimes. Wow. We've had some customers, um, like I see people tag us on Instagram where it's like, I placed this order in the morning and it arrived that afternoon. How? It's crazy. No way. Yeah. yeah, we have distributors all across the U.S. So, you know, let's say, I mean, yeah, you, you place an order and you're within X amount of hours from them. Like, you'll get your parts same day. Wow. Just crazy. Dude, that makes my, uh, that makes us look bad, bro. We're on <laughs> five to seven business days. Yeah. Leave me well, alone. You guys, <laughs> ship, you guys ship everything out of the facility. Out of, yeah, out of the facility. So we got to build it and stuff. Yeah. But when I started out, um, 
I just made it five to seven business days and I just never changed it <laughs> ever since then. Can, can I flip the script on you? <laughs> yeah, let's I don't, do it. I don't really know. Yeah. The original Downstar, how did you start it? The, uh, like, just like, how did you start in the, the bolt industry? How got did you, you. How did you do that? Want to go a little further than that? Sure, where? 2001, Dang. 16 years old in high school selling cds okay selling cds in class i had a whole list of all the cds that i had i bet people watching this don't even have cds or cd players anymore it's, it looks like a record yeah. you guys seen those <laughs> but smaller and like a mirror yeah but i had a list right so back in the day you could probably remember this not everybody had a cd burner mm -hmm. so the the friend that did and the friend that knew how to download music from yeah. kazar or limewire oh, yeah. or whatever <laughs> that was the dude I was the dude. I figured it out. So I had my list. I would sell CDs. And uh, I've always wanted to have my own business ever since, like, from a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just always infatuated with money. And business and money go hand in hand, you know. So yeah, I was like, oh, what am I going to call? I should call this something. This is my business. So I made a front page on it. And it said Downstar. And I got the name from uh, the company Darkstar, the skateboarding mm -hmm. brand, because yeah. I was huge into skateboarding. And I still have the first shirt ever. It's the Darkstar logo, but it says Downstar. And then it says under, it says bootlegging copywritten shit since 2001. <laughs> oh my God. So that's where the name Downstar came okay, from. got it. Everything, AOL, instant messenger name, any email, library, everything was Downstar. Yeah, if, yeah. if it's not going to be my name, it's going to be Downstar. So fast forward about 2009 uh, in the Honda community, just like on forums and stuff, mm -hmm. not even really serious about it. Yep. I ended up buying a right-hand drive uh, January 2009, and um, I'm going to shaving it and doing this and that, putting it back together. So I'm, I'm documenting my build on the forum, and I'm trying to ask people on their builds and just putting it up. Hey, anybody know where to get nice nuts and bolts at? Mm -hmm. And the people that did have it, well, they weren't going to tell me really? where they got it from. So I took some hardware. I went to the hardware store and I said, hey, do you have anything that looks better than this? Mm -hmm. So then they brought me something I'm like, yeah, that works. Put on my build thread. Someone asked me, hey, where'd you get that? I said, I got it. What do you want? <laughs> they sent me the money. I went to the hardware store, bought it, shipped it out to them. And that's, and how, it that's how it started, dude. And I needed a name for the business. So it was Downstar. Crazy. Yeah. And that was in 2009. And Isn't that funny, though? It yeah. started out of necessity, right? Yeah. You needed, you were like, man, these crusty old bolts are like yeah. terrible. Um, and it was, I mean, look at, look at now. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. I would have never expected it. Yeah. I would have never expected it. And everybody back then wouldn't have because I got so much shit for, for just trying to offer a service to people. Well, I'm not going to buy it from you. I'll just go to the hardware store. I'm like, well, go ahead, bro. Mm. You don't have to buy it from <laughs> me. This is like a convenience. You don't have yeah. to go to McDonald's. Just go to the, the grocery store, or buy a burger, a go make it, go make it yourself. <laughs> sure. You know, and that's, I had to deal with so much of that in the beginning. But once people actually got the product, put it on their car and realized like, oh, if I'm going to paint this tranny, I should probably change out the bolts too. Cause it looks like, it looks so dumb. I'm painting over the bolts yep. and then we just kept pushing forward and forward and got to where we're at today. Sick dude. Congrats. Thank you, brother. Time. I appreciate uh, it. It's cool. It's, it's cool to, cause I didn't know that yeah. before this. It's, it, it, sometimes it doesn't even feel like it's my story. It feels like I'm just living this, this life. Like, how did I do all of these things to make all the stars align to get here? I'm not mm -hmm. supposed to be here right now, you know? The, 
the me, the lie. I know what you're gonna say. Me, <laughs> who I grew up around, all my friends, family, everything. I should just be working a regular job, get off at five o'clock, and be stoked on a Friday afternoon because I'm gonna. But that's chill. what makes you you, Frank. I mean, that in reality, like, there's no one else responsible for this, obviously, besides you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because, like, since I'm trying to think how we formally got introduced i think through mickey right through the it, it, the first was tj was it? okay and then with right. tj then i started you know kind of meeting everybody but just around. like since i've met you you've always been the same way yeah so and i don't think that's going to change until you die right so i, I don't think so man <laughs> i think people listening now um if they followed us since the beginning they can see the changes that i've gone through mm -hmm. because the honda community is extremely niche you know, and everybody knows everyone. Everyone knows what's going on. And I've gone through so much stuff publicly that people have seen where we came from and where we're at now. And, you know, hopefully they're, they're supporters of ours. But, you know, it's like I don't look at the business and think like, oh, I want to get here. I want to I do that. I'm, I'm just trying to just have fun every day. I'm trying to just keep pushing forward, you know. And that's – I. That's really important, and the at least we go through. I go through that all the time because when people start to see that it feels like a job yeah. on camera, it's even more transparent. So yeah. it's worse. So like, you know, we have very tight deadlines, and we have you know five or six concurrent projects, and like, there are times where we have to like hold back, and it's like, look, we we're not going to meet this deadline because we're not going to kill everyone to get there. Exactly. Because on camera, it's 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 multiplied even further. So like, you know, if you were, you know, up against a deadline to get something done and you didn't have to film it, yeah, you could get it done quick. And if you didn't do it a hundred percent perfect, like no one would really know, but mm -hmm. everything is on camera with us. So like yeah. everything has to be done right. And you know, you can't rush certain things. So, and as I said, people will notice if you guys aren't if no one's having fun and if you're not having fun with your vlog and and whatever it's not going to do well yeah because people people want to you know they, at the end of the day they want to get a feeling this is my opinion they want to get a feeling from watching this watching your video like inspired or they want to be like oh this guy's having fun like i want to go have fun with my friends or like you know inspired to do something or to to feel a certain way yeah. and if you're in there and you're like oh i'm so angry and like this is just work to me yeah. and you're just putting out content just for the sake of putting out content you're spinning your wheels yeah no definitely man and and it took a lot of me having to know myself as well knowing the signs that i have to see like yo you got to take a break you gotta you gotta chill out mm -hmm. because you're you're worried about what's happening here and you're not worried about like how you're making these people feel yeah and not only these people like employees or customers like my family mm -hmm. If I'm stressed out at work, I come home and I take it out on them. That's not fair. Yep. This life that I'm living, like I said, I don't have to be living this life. I, I, want, I want my life to go in this direction. So I have to put up with whatever comes with it. And it's nobody else's fault. It's not my wife's fault, my son's fault, my friends, my employees' fault. It's not their fault, dude. It's mm -hmm. my fault because this is the quality of life that I want. Sure. So it's... Well, I have internal battles all the time with myself. I feel you. Same yeah. thing. I mean, you know, there's, I feel like I could work 35 hours a day, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could, but it's like, 
the 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 rest of your life is going to suffer too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a balance, dude. I mean, that's a that's a constant balance of things, and that's why I think once you're at that point where you're like, man, I can't work anymore, and you can afford to take the risk to hire someone to to be your split, yes. right? In certain ways, that to me is that's how we've been able to grow. It's like whenever like the capacity of of me or whoever is doing a certain job is like max. Like it's you know. When, when we were working with Mickey and it was me and Mickey building cars, let's say at the beginning, um, and like it just became too much, we had to find a Ricky. And you know, with the editing side, like I edited for the first two years myself or wow. even more, and like it, it was just too much. So then we hired Victor. And what I realized is by being able to hire someone, then I could spend my time doing something else that yes. could be more valuable then you know then if i were editor or whatever so like it's like finding your split and now you're able to accomplish multiple things at once and that's how we've been able to grow the team and um you know slow and steady um and uh i mean we're, we're at that capacity for a number of different places right yeah. now so i think when we did the podcast with mickey that's when victor first, first started, started yeah. so how long did it take for him to get the idea of what you guys wanted to put out as far as the style pretty quick he's he's awesome he's been a tremendous help and and instrumental at at the growth that we've experienced Mm -hmm. over the past couple years uh two years or whatever um but i think that you know in the mechanics of like editing he he knows and he knows way better than me that's the other side of it is like you know you might find someone who's way more capable of than than you are at editing or whatever um, and that was the case with Victor. Like we were able to not only produce more content, but it's better quality. Yeah. Right? Um, so how long did it take? I think it's it's an it's an ongoing thing. To mm-hmm. be honest, we all we work together uh, on everything. So like I review every video. You know, he he makes he does amazing stuff. There's certain things or key points that I need to bring in to the video from maybe a business side or maybe a, a you know, someone needs to, to get mentioned that, um, he wasn't aware of or gotcha. something or something like that, something. Um, and then now Nate is, Nate is a recent hire and Nate is the airplane. You hear that? That is it, crazy. We're right, by a, we're right by a base here, but it, it's, it's pretty gnarly with the <laughs> microphone. Um, Nate is a recent hire. I think he's been here since August. Okay. And now Nate is doing social media and then also he's doing editing. So all of the M2 videos uh-huh. has been me working with Nate. Very cool. So you'll notice if you watch those videos versus Victor's totally different style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool. But Nate brings a new element. Um, and there's certain things like you said, like you can't, you can't teach certain styles, but like the the mindset or like the storyline or like the torch, as you said, like yeah. carrying the torch, like they both carry the torch. All right, boys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. We got to take one break for our last sponsor and our newest sponsor, Aeromotive. Piecing together the fuel system for your build can be a difficult task. Luckily, Aeromotive has your back with everything from replacement fuel pumps to fuel systems that will support up to three thousand horsepower wow aeromotive's engineers have developed a solution for your build regardless of power level if you're looking to make the switch over to e85 they have every part that you need to build a system that will be there when you need it the most need a custom fuel system for your daily that turned into a project car no problem guys i know we have a lot of new listeners today and if your daily has turned into a project car 
leave a comment man let us know what you got and uh let us know where you steered wrong and how you went down that dark path that we all go down so if you guys can please just check out airmotiveinc.com and you can check out some of their newest products such as the brushless pump line it's quieter pump less heat and it lasts longer than traditional brush motor fuel pumps they range from the a1000 all the way up to 10 gallons per minute for 3000 plus horsepower and if you don't need anything that crazy you can check out the stealth 340 it's the top selling pump that they have it's a high horsepower so 700 for efi and a thousand for a carburetor and if you just need a crazy setup you can always check out the customization shop and you can they can literally color, create a fuel system for any build and if you have a race team such as pro drifter matt field and you are on the off time and you want to get all your pumps and filters and all that ran through you can check out their rebuild program you just send it in Airmotive does their magic and voila you're winning races just like matt field man so make sure you guys check out airmotiveinc.com or check them out on instagram at airmotive and if you want to save some money use the code dtwd at checkout for 10 percent off now let's get back to the show yeah just like different ways just like anything man it it just takes time and that's that's the point we're we're at where we just got our victor you know we're we're just trying to hone it in and I'm just trying to paint the picture to my guys. Of like, look, this is what it is right now, but don't look at that. Mm-hmm. This is what it's going to be. Or what it could it's, be, yeah. It's, it's going to go there. We all have to do this to make it happen, mm-hmm. you know. And if we're all on the same page, it's going to get there. But then I'll be able to see if, you know, there's there's a real value for it. You know, if I really feel like once we get to that point, like I said with the podcast, I, now we're at the point where I wanted to be at two years ago mm-hmm. so i better be happy with where we're <laughs> but now at. you're like oh where can we go in two years from yeah, now yeah I mean, exactly. it's a moving target right yeah th- but it's it's awesome right i love uh, it man i can tell yeah right i, mean, I love I it because since it's the podcast and the podcast isn't necessarily surrounded like a, de- a certain demographic it's not an automotive podcast i could have anybody in here and um like my son, he's really been into skateboarding for mm-hmm. the last two years and I've got back into it and it just brought me back to being a kid again. And now we're going down the skate route. So we're vlogging, skating, hanging out with skaters. I'm going to have skaters on the podcast and it's just like, I'm, I love it, dude. Very you know, cool. I need to do something that is fun to me. That's fun to me. Let's do it. And that's what I really feel like. If you ask me what success is in business, just being able to create, just being right. able to do whatever I want to do. It's great. I mean, I I 100% agree. If you don't like it or love it, if you don't like it or love it or both or whatever, then it's just, it's going to be a drag, dude. And you're not going to want to look forward to it. And obviously you've done 214 of these. So you're not just doing this just because you enjoy it. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, if, if anyone's watching this and you're doing something that you're just not loving, then think about making a change yeah try something yeah. out it's yeah. it's not always quitting you yeah. know you can try something and then uh, it didn't feel like i thought it was gonna feel try something else well this is one other thing that i want to mention too and you know what i mean by that is like don't just go out and just quit your job tomorrow right so when when we first started throttle i had a full-time job i was working and yeah, i was actually it was uh, working from like 6 a.m to like five or six at night mm-hmm. um and then I was working from like 7 p.m. to like 10 o'clock, 10 mm. to 11 o'clock with Errol and Rick um, on throttle stuff. And it was like killing me. I, mm. I mean, I probably did that for maybe nine months, six, nine months. And like 
social life suffered, everything suffered. Um, and there was a point where like I was working on throttle stuff while I was at my other job. Yeah. And I was like, something needs to, to change. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do it any longer. So talk with my wife and we basically, she, she was the one who was like, okay, it's time to quit the main job. Yeah. Focus on throttle full time, give it X amount of months. We kind of set a deadline. Um, and we went for it and yeah, I mean, I'm thankful because she could have been like, no, like yeah. we're going from two income family to one income fam family, you know, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, f fast forward to now. You should probably crazy. did it sooner, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, is like it, it, at that point too, like it didn't feel like work Yeah, because it was like, it was so exciting. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just figuring out like we had this idea and this concept and I was just about to post earlier today this uh, there's a picture of me Rick and Mickey on the way to SEMA I think it was 2016 gotcha and we had just started throttle I think we had like a beta software or whatever and no one in the world knew what throttle was and we were literally going booth to booth what year was this 2016 oh my god I think. <laughs> going booth to booth just trying to meet anyone we could that would listen to us wow. basically I must have handed out a, you know 500 business or 300 business cards or whatever and um and it, it, it i mean it brings you back it's like wow like you know we still need to do that you still yeah. need to hustle because oh, yeah. like it's uh you know even with a million subscribers it feels like we have five thousand sometimes you can't like, let off the throttle can. bro you can't <laughs> full throttle all the time so yeah yeah i mean we've got we've got some really exciting things in the works uh very thankful for for everything um yeah i'm excited about the future it's like you said it's a moving target you know two years ago when i would think like hey you're going to be almost at a million subscribers in two years or whatever first of all i wouldn't have believed you but then yeah. like if you if i had you'd be like oh you made it right like yeah oh you hit a million subscribers like it doesn't mean anything like yeah. sure it's cool it's awesome but uh but really it's like okay well what's five million look like or ten million look like or you know so it is moving do you ever get afraid that you could just keep pushing the goalposts and you never get oh, to yeah. the end? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that's what you were kind of talking about earlier. Like I need to, me personally, mm -hmm. like I need to kind of sit back and do more of this type of reflection because it's not like, wow, like we had, there was zero. We, you know, every creator starts with zero and like, you know, potentially in four months we'll be at a million subscribers and it's like mind blowing. Yeah. But like, I want to be, and of course I'm extremely happy and, and blessed that like that's where we're at. But I, I personally set the goals. Like I always move the goalposts. Yeah. You know, we're always, um, and, and I think it's good to some extent. Like, I think it's good to like just always be looking forward. You don't want to be like, Oh, we hit a million. Now we get to sit back and do nothing. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. that's just not who I am or who anyone is here on the team. Um, but I do think that celebrating where you're at and where you've come is, is super important. And I think we, we should do more of that. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Even if it's something where you and the boys just get together, you know, schedule it as you would schedule a car yeah. or a video schedule because that's as important, you know, because we can all just get so caught up in everything that oh, yeah. uh, a, a week turns into a month like that. You know, or a year. okay, I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> or a year or Seriously. four years, yeah. you know, you just yeah. keep going and going. You, you have to be in control of yourself and just like, yo, I need to stop. I need to look back at how far I've come and I need to soak all of this in. And then that 
rejuvenates me. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's keep pushing. Yeah. It's like a good refresh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So you touched on something earlier about the balance. So uh, tell me about the uh, the the work family life balance. I know you just got a new uh, beautiful yeah. baby girl, Penelope. Yeah, we do. She's uh, fourteen months now. Awesome! So congrats. Been, thank you, and congrats to you. Thank as you, well. brother. Thank you. Coming soon. Yes, sir. Um, it has absolutely changed my life, for sure. Um, for obviously for the better, but. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things that you don't, you can't really comprehend until you kind of go through it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for me, I think, let's say, snapshot like two, three years ago when we were first kind of really starting out and like it was, you know, me posting every day and like really grinding through, like it was like 95% work and mm-hmm. 5% life. Now it's shifting for sure. So now it's like, how do I figure out how we hire the right people and, you know, creating that team so that I am not having to, you know, work seven days a week, yeah. 65 hours a week. So it's been nice. It's been challenging at times. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a shift for sure. I mean, so staying awake for at the beginning. Yeah. Right? Tell me what to expect, bro, because I'm <laughs> having a baby grow in February. <laughs> Well, you get used <laughs> to not sleeping, obviously. I mean, yeah. everyone tells you that, right? Yeah. But I mean, the little the little moments. Now, the craziest thing now that she's a little bit older is that she learns stuff faster. Like you think that if you like picked up a new camera, you'd be able to learn how to use it quickly or whatever, whatever that skill is. She's learning like an insane rate. Mm-hmm. Like you can say a word five times and then she'll start talking. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's just learning how to talk and just learning how to walk now but like little things like opening up a, a container mm-hmm. like you should see you do it twice and then she'll go over and she'll like try to figure it out yeah or like putting coins in a slot like you can show her and then she'll she'll do it and then and the other it's like stuff that's so new like she's never seen before or like tried a new food right yeah eating mac and cheese for the first time like Aww. she was so happy <laughs> like the the ultimate joy right it, it's really it's really cool uh, i didn't i didn't know about those types of things or like it's almost like cliche like you hear people talking about that yeah. kind of stuff and you don't really think about it um but yeah like imagine do you imagine your first cheeseburger right? yeah like, right you know but like when you see someone try something that they love like wholeheartedly it's pretty awesome has she had her first uh, lemon yet um, sour? yeah she actually she didn't hate it really she didn't do that like real pucker face that that the, a lot of babies yeah. do um, but yeah she's funny man she uh, she's yeah just starting to talk and like we got to be careful now about what we <laughs> say because like Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much the other day I'm gonna say a quick story the other day uh, she was about to go to bed and sometimes we'll let her run around without a diaper on. Yeah. And she was standing up at her bookshelf and she looked at me dead in the eyes and she said, poop, poop. And then she just peed on the ground. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't know that she knew what that word was. She didn't, we didn't know that like she had associate, like how did she associate yeah. that with that? But it was just the funniest thing. And all you can do is laugh. Like Bro, it. all of that <laughs> stuff is just amazing. Yeah. You know, it, even, it's crazy. Even the actual act of like how the birth and how the baby's growing is is fascinating so you're going man. through that now all the ultrasounds <clears throat> yeah and, and all that 
Um, so what, you have four months? Three, uh, three, yeah, months, three months. Yeah, three months. Yeah. So we f- we see the baby moving in the stomach now. Oh, yeah. it's, it's what does awesome, your, uh, your son think? He's ready, bro. Yeah. He was ready before we were. <laughs> he was ready to have a brother or sister. He didn't even care. So uh, we tell That's him, are you sure thing. you're ready? Are you yeah. sure you're ready? But he's 13 already, yeah. dude. So he's going to be the best be big brother. Help out. Help out, yeah. you know, and, and we're excited for it. At first, I wanted a boy, but then I'm just like, you know what? A girl is a blessing. First of all, it's something new I've mm-hmm. never had. And second of all, this is like a mini me of my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, and I met my wife when she was 21. So I don't know what happened to her before then <laughs> i don't even like to really think about it like yeah. her having a life before me not for ex guys or yeah. anything like that sure. but just like i missed so much of your life mm-hmm. you know we weren't together for those times so now we're gonna have a little, a little her yeah, oh, yeah man i'm so excited dude but it's good man yeah man it just it happens i think it just happens at the right time man 2020 mm-hmm. it's it's been beautiful for us and i i honestly feel guilty for saying that but it's just, I don't know if it was the preparation or it's just we had too much in the in the karma jar or mm-hmm. what happened. But it's just been a beautiful year, man, and I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a crazy year. But I would, I mean, to, at the end of the day, like you know, there's opportunity everywhere. Yeah, you know, this is more so on the business side, obviously. But um, you know, when people were home, what were they doing? Yep. they were ingesting content. For sure, yeah. right? They were watching a lot of stuff, and a lot of people, f- fortunately for us, a lot of people working on their cars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, um, thank you guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I'm, even even me personally, when I was home, I was like tinkering on things and doing that. So, yeah, um, I think that's just that's the world we're in. So. Now, have you uh, started uh, documenting your daughter's life, like as as you do? for business not yet but i am talking i'm thinking about uh creating my own uh like a family type thing at some point um i don't know when and i probably should we have some that we've just recorded i haven't edited anything um but yeah i mean i think it what's crazy now is like when we were kids like there were i remember so my parents gave us our the baby book or whatever to look at for myself so we were looking at when we were yeah. about to have penelope and there was like you know 10 15 pictures or whatever for per year that you're alive now you know penelope has an instagram yeah. and like we have so much documented it's uh it's gnarly so when she's you know whatever 15 or whatever the age is i don't, <laughs> I don't know the, yeah. the ages for that but like her whole life is going to be documented. She'll be able to see everything. That Dude, what is that going to do for us? Think about that, man, because you're right. If you were born in, you know, the 80s, mm-hmm. not many parents were out with video cameras and taking pictures and going and developing them. But I wish yeah. they were, you yeah. know, I, since we, we just moved, I found an old video camera that I had and it was when I was maybe like same time 16 or so mm-hmm. but anything before that i don't have any videos of me before yeah i don't crazy. even know if i existed before <laughs> i don't know it's crazy i mean i don't know i think uh the next generation is going to be pretty gnarly yeah i mean how much is college going to be when our when our kids are in or is it even going to be around <laughs> yeah, still yeah yeah is, is youtube going to open up their own college <laughs> maybe who knows man but it's exciting man oh yeah i'm excited so when this one million comes, dude, what's that gonna feel like? 
It's gonna be awesome. We were planning a like a big celebration oh, video. Yeah. I'm not gonna share anything just yet, but it's gonna be pretty epic. So I remember we were here when TJ hit a million, uh-huh. and they had an awesome party. And yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna make this super awesome video. Um, yeah, and I think it'd be a it's a great time to like just reflect and be like, okay, well, that's awesome. This has been a lot of work, yeah. but how do we get to 10 million, right? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. When maybe, we have the plaque, I think that's when it'll kind of yeah. sink in. Maybe get drunk, cry a little bit with the boys or something. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So what can we expect from Throttle in the near future? Uh, lots of big things. Uh, new genres of cars, trucks, exotics, mm. um, American muscle. Yeah. So, you know, I really want to challenge um, us to get out of our, our comfort zone. We've got the Tesla E uh, 350Z build yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, is making some really good pro- progress. And, you know, electric cars, when we first started that um, that project, you know, everyone was on the fence. And I think some people are still are like, can you make an electric car cool? Uh-huh. I don't know. We're, we're going to try. Yeah. It's going to be like 800 foot-pounds of torque oh and seven 800 horsepower in a 350Z. It's going to be sick. So we'll see. That thing should be a lot of fun. But yeah. Different cars, different projects, like the ice cream truck. Yeah. That thing is uh, turning out to be probably the coolest thing that I think we've done, one of them. And uh, we've got some other uh, crazy ideas like that. That was a cool project, man. I really like that. Soon we'll be on the road. We're almost there. Really? Yeah. So we uh, we are working on the interior. Um, and then, yeah, the plan is to go on tour and to bring that thing to car shows and uh, serve ice cream and merch, <laughs> merch and everything. Hell yeah, yeah. We've got about probably about 150 Downstar nuts <laughs> on there. Yeah, I love it, lot. man. Thank you, dude. Yeah. You know, thank you. Thank you for all the support, man. I really appreciate what you guys do for us. I mean, likewise. Whenever, yeah. whenever we need something, you're there. Anytime, man. Yeah. I got you. So we appreciate that. So before we get out of here, let's talk about the newest giveaway yeah. that you guys are doing. So <laughs> it's funny because we, we purchased this car. It's a 2007 uh, E92 335i six-speed manual, which when I had my 135i before I bought it, that was like the goal. I wanted that car. And that car is like really desirable. Um I bought it at the auction, um, sight unseen. It was pretty cheap, um, and that was going to be my new daily driver. Mm. And that was before the M2 as well. And um, we got it, and it was way rougher. Like, I didn't even want to sit in the interior. It just was terrible. Um, Every check engine light and light was on (laughs) in the dashboard, um, and the body was just thrashed, dents everywhere, peeling paint. So at that point, we're like... This isn't going to be a daily driver. We need to do paint job, new interior, full tune-up, engine stuff. We don't even know. Um, so we ended up basically tearing into it right away. And, and it was basically like, this is not a daily driver anymore. So we did all the maintenance stuff that the N54s have. Um, we just got the car back from SOS Customs. We did the Street, uh, Street Fighter LA wide body kit. Mm. Um, we've got a carbon roof for it. We're doing M4, F82, M4 seats, new sound systems already in, ST suspension, new brakes, all the upgraded turbos, front mount, radiator. I mean, everything is being done on this car. And um, the sweepstakes ends on Cyber Monday. Oh, so, got you, got uh, you. November 30th. Listen up, guys. Yeah. Go shop. So how do, how do you enter? 
uh, every $1 you spend on our website is one entry. So you can buy car parts, you can buy merchandise, you, we even sell oil. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. We sell oil, we sell NGK spark plugs, we sell, you know, whatever you can think related to, to cars. It doesn't always have to be like, you know, turbo kits and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, brakes are probably one of our biggest products by category that we move because everyone needs brakes. So like when you're upgrading or when you're doing your brakes, why not get a set of stop tech brakes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of uh, maintenance stuff as well, performance parts. Uh, we sell pretty much everything you can think of. And uh, yeah, get those entries in. Every time, like the, the next day after the sweepstakes ends, people like, I get DMs like, oh, I should have entered. Or like, <laughs> it's like, dude, like, <laughs> you had your chance. Yeah. It's very publicly known. Um, but it's awesome. I mean, honestly, the sweepstakes for us are, are really important um, for a couple of different reasons. Obviously, you know, the obvious thing in the room is that, yes, does the sweepstakes drive more sales? Of course, of course it does. Everyone wants the ability for a chance to win something awesome. At the same time, it's really the best way to get a, a, our name out there Definitely. in terms of like, yeah, place your order and you're, you might get your order in same day, right? Like we, we are providing a real service um, and we provide as best pricing as we possibly can and really fast shipping and all that stuff. So um, the sweepstakes is like a driver for getting our name out there for that. Um, but uh, it also changes people's lives. Yeah. I mean, it, we've done, I think, eight, eight or nine giveaways now. Um, and I can literally pick up the phone and call every one of them. Really? Yeah. Dude, what's it like when they get the car? It's awesome. I mean, can wow. you imagine being, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess there's kind of a range of ages, but like, let's say, um, you know, Wyatt, who won the 240, which is, I think, one of everyone's favorite. The builds. Orange the car, 240. The Orange 240 Oof. was at SEMA, like just, it had a lot of history, right? It belonged to TJ and Calvin. They did the motor swap, all this stuff. So like that one was one of the coolest ones. And the, the owner now, Wyatt, uh, he's got to be early 20s or whatever. Um, he is so amped still. Yeah. And it's been over a year. Um, he loves that car. And, you know, people offer to buy them and people offer to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, he's like, this is my car. And he won it. He bought a set of floor mats. Yeah. And he won the car. That's beautiful. The dude. guy who just won the Evo, you saw it out there. Mm-hmm. He bought a single jet tag and he won. Guys, are you serious, bro? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's all obviously handled by a sweepstakes company and mm-hmm. like it's all legit and it's um it's crazy. I mean, you call someone and people think that like when you, you see TV, right, and people win a car, they win a whatever, like people are jumping up in joy and screaming over the phone and super hysterical. And usually in our experience, in the like seven out of 10 or seven out of eight or whatever people, people are in shock mm-hmm. and they go quiet on the phone or they're like, they're like timid, like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure that I won? Or <laughs> like, is this real? That is the biggest. Is this real? 100%. That is the first instinct of everyone is this real yeah we had one guy who his father didn't believe that he had won and he flew out here with him to get the car john john dupont with the rx8 and we had an awesome time we you know got beers and got dinner with them and really awesome people but yeah i mean look if someone calls you you're 21 right or let's say you're 19 and uh someone calls you who you see on t on youtube sorry and they're like yeah you want a car You'd be like, no way. You'd be like, no way that did you, did I win or whatever. Um, that's the, that's the reaction that everyone has. Beautiful, bro. Yeah. 
So it's cool. I, I, I love it. I love it, man. I love everything that Throttle represents, dude. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And uh, I wish you guys nothing but the success, man. It's so exciting. <laughs> it is. Just in the time that I've known you guys, just to see how much the channel's grown, it's just, it's it shows me that it's possible, you know? And it's very motivating, man. Anything. And I love it. Thank you. Hell yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. So before we get out of here, man, where yeah. can people find you at? Uh, on Instagram mm -hmm. and YouTube. YouTube's the place to go. YouTube is like, YouTube is the, the channel for, for everyone as a part of the team. Yeah. I think. You know, so Throttle is not just me yeah. or Mickey or Ricky. It's everyone. It's all the people, people behind the scenes too. I so. love the channel, bro. Thank Honestly, you. I really love it. And it's... It reminds me of a show, like an that's, actual show. That's the goal. Yeah. It's yeah. the the production that goes into it, the work, you know. You could tell that the guys are themselves. You guys, uh, Ricky, Mickey, you know, everybody is themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're just doing what they love, bro. And it's a beautiful thing, man. Thank you. I Hell appreciate yeah, that. It means a lot. Thank for you sure. for your time. I yeah. appreciate it, brother. Of course. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is Downtime with Downsar, episode 214. Oh, my goodness. Dang. 214, guys. Go watch the now. Go subscribe. <laughs> We're out. Peace. Later.